This is Dr. Elliot Davidson. I'm a family doctor. I've been doing this for 36 years, and I've been teaching family medicine for 21 years to medical students and to family medicine residents. And today's lesson is the importance of choosing your words carefully. Lesson number four, your words matter. Young doctors sometimes fear that their patients don't take them seriously enough. Take my word for it, your words matter, more than you might think. When I was a young med student, I met a man I'll call Joe. He was in his 70s, frail, malnourished, and tremulous. He was in the hospital with pneumonia, and when I met with him to explain his diagnosis and treatment, he exhibited the most bizarre behavior. When I spoke, his lips moved. When I stopped speaking, his lips stopped moving. I repeated this exercise multiple times, and the same thing always happened. Perhaps it was a habit or a form of synesthesia where two senses are interconnected and blurred, but it taught me how my words could impact another person. I learned this lesson another time, and I felt amazingly empowered. A 60-year-old man came into my office with a lacerated finger from work. He smelled of tobacco. I listened to his lungs and remarked that his lungs didn't sound too good. I asked if he smoked. Two packs a day for 40 years, he said. You should quit, I shot back. It would be the best thing you could do for your health. I sewed up his finger and he sent him on his way. Three months later, he came back for another unrelated injury. We chatted some more and I asked him about his smoking. I quit, he said. That's great, I remarked. When did you quit? Right after you told me to, no doctor had ever told me to quit before. I congratulated him and I smiled to myself, not quite believing what my words had accomplished. To this day, getting people to quit smoking is one of my favorite doctoring things to do. And usually it is not nearly this easy, but sometimes people are ready for the message. Several years later, I learned a similar but less happy lesson in the power of my words. A lady I'll call Malka was 70-ish, a heavy smoker with emphysema who lived at a local nursing home. She was a bit cranky and she refused to give up her smoking even though her lungs were slowly failing. I watched her get weaker and weaker and decided to have a discussion with her about what we call advanced directives. It was my view that people should think about these things ahead of time so we can be sure their wishes are honored. Malka listened to me, explained that her emphysema was getting worse and that I wanted to know what she wanted to do if her heart should stop. We had a nice detailed discussion and I came away feeling better that I knew who her durable power of attorney was for healthcare. That's the person that she would choose to speak for her if she was unable to speak for herself. And that she also wanted to be resuscitated in case her heart should stop. But that she did not want to linger on a respirator. This was pretty reasonable discussion leading to a pretty reasonable decision, so I thought. I was surprised when I overheard her say to one of her friends, my doctor told me I'm going to die today. Malka was a bit dramatic, a bit of a complainer, so I did not pay much attention to her remark. I was shocked to learn that later that day she suddenly did die, just as she had predicted. Of course, I don't know for sure that my words were the thing that made the difference and brought on an earlier demise for Malka. I'm sure her emphysema and endless smoking had a lot to do with it as well. But I learned the lesson again that day that my words were powerful and needed to be handled with the greatest of care. 
So whether you're a doctor or a parent or a friend, don't underestimate the power of your words to lift up or to tear down, to inspire or to discourage, to heal or to love. It is a power that is within each of us.